Hello and welcome to the Mind Matters podcast presented by A Light for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, why, and how we as a community can make positive changes. The win is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Survivors Path Cards. Positive Attitude Zone. The card drawn is pink for reflection, and the question is, what did you learn recently? Recently, I learned that fruits are mostly hybrids, and the most of what kept the world nourished in times of biblical longevity are specific to a very small region, many of which are also referred to as blue zones, where people have a tendency to live to become centurions. I discovered these facts first in two different documentaries, and then went on to look up more information. Now my mind is rather intrigued in consideration of my desires to create a self-sufficient community. This is season two, The Role We Play, episode 24, Learning and Growing Together. For as long as humans have existed, they have been sharing knowledge in the world through word, song, art, and text. We have a duty to do so. It allows us to grow instead of repeat. However, knowledge is power, a power that must be understood for self and shared with a diverse respect. The guardian, the sage, and the influencer are the three personalities with the unique design to share, but we are all required to take these roles throughout our lives in order to respect the power of the knowledge being shared. Once knowledge is gained, the holder decides what to do with it. It is neither good or bad and can be used either way, as much as it can be neglected and lost to recall. Knowledge must be accessed regularly for a permanent neural connection to be made, but you must guard the emotional rule attached to it. The guardian role is to regulate who uses the knowledge, what it is used for, why it is used, and how it is used. Preventing the abuse of power by self or others is a key aspect, as well as understanding how the knowledge impacts the holder. By guarding our knowledge, we can gain respect for the awareness it brings on the impacts of emotional charge in altering the fact. A parent is a guardian to a child, both physically and with knowledge. They decide when a child is ready by controlling exposure. They nurture the message. They repeat, establishing a code of behavioral thought. Like a parent can abuse their power and be too permissive or authoritarian, sharing knowledge can have similar impacts on the receiver. Take Area 51 as an example. Many are furious at the lack of transparency regarding their research but the mere mention of a fake radio broadcast caused mass hysteria years ago. They had reason to keep secret what uncertainty they had been looking into. I learned young not to share my philosophical thoughts as they were often not appreciated, but I struggled to do the same with my personal information and repeatedly those I was closest to would use that as fuel against me, particularly my mother, who would gaslight me to boost her own standings and ridicule me to anyone that gave me praise, including my in-laws, sharing every mistake I ever made, none of the accomplishments 
and never in context to time, giving the sense I insanely repeat the same mistakes to this day, as I take blame for anything that distresses her. The guardian develops understanding for the value information has to self and uses controlled disclosure. It keeps all the data stored neatly by emotion and stage of life in the memory and releases it to the moment, determining what you'll do next. One tiny bit of information sees itself into millions of moments that ripple into millions more the more it is shared with others. When I disclose to people some of the more colorful stages of my life, many get stuck seeing me as a stripper because I have a beautifully sexual charisma naturally. From the moment they hear it, male or female, they can't help but envision it, and my intellect and softness is forgotten. Socrates said three sieves should be applied before sharing any knowledge, garnering respect for the awareness it gives, truth, necessity, and quality. Information shared becomes a fact to the receiver, so we must ensure we share facts free from the lens of personal emotions, necessary to be known and intended for good. If all these factors are considered, then what happens next is fated for positive growth. For self and possibly humanity. I share many quotes and often speak in metaphor, but I learned to be careful as people trust in my work. Stories like that of the 70-year-old eagle relating to cleansing the mind in the rejuvenation of the soul have great moral messages, but it has no truth for the eagle. The real actions of the eagle are actually better suited to the message. Eagles groom regularly, just as we should our mental health, and not wait till our traumas pain us to the brink, like the 40-year-old eagle of the story, to then torturously rejuvenate ourselves. So this is what I share instead of the fable. Take care of your mind. Glenn Beck had a nice way of saying it. You must see yourself as a guardian, someone who will preserve what is true and pass it on. Be a guardian. We don't need more militants or revolutionaries. We need more guardians. We need leaders. It is your role in life to understand the power of the knowledge we hold with both its poles, to use it for the betterment of self and others while respecting the fundamental values passed along. Time changes relevance and manipulates the emotion, so we must teach ourselves the meaning behind the layers of knowledge we have gathered and recognize the beautiful transformation it gave. They say those who can't do teach, but we are constantly teaching each other, so we should value the sage that wisely guides from experience. A sage is a venerable person of sound judgment, distinguished for wisdom. Experiencing life makes us all capable of this, and we become sages by exemplifying, preaching, and disseminating the values and lessons we gained from every experience, good or bad, with fairness to different perspectives and respect for individual discovery. There are so many big examples of a sage, like Jesus or Mother Teresa, even more modern ones, like Shadi Guru. But my favorite is many people, but one for each of us. 
that teacher that seeds a desire to learn. They use one subject, but after them, your mind seeks to learn as much of everything as possible. Curiosity is sparked. Each one of us is continuously setting and following example. The onlookers are numerous. Our siblings, our children, our neighbors, our coworkers, they're all watching what we do for the reaction and then decide if they will do the same. We are judged by our actions and generalized as an example as to do or not, good or not. Be the example your grandchildren look up to as a cool role model. Ever since my nervous breakdown, I struggle to keep up with daily tasks. So I use it as an opportunity to show example of perseverance, self-compassion, and advocacy while giving the same opportunity with guidance for others in their struggles. With so many looking on in, at example, we must be cautious of what we preach, ensuring it is fact and inclusive of all perspectives. History often seems to be preached from two perspectives, the winner and the loser. One calls themselves a hero while the other hates them for their actions. <clears throat> a single moment singing songs of glory that echo with revenge. Since I was old enough to be called a woman, I have been preaching what a woman should be, but my views have matured as I did. I still value what I did, but now there are many parts, all equal and overwhelming to think of. I do my best to show example by being a person with the air of valuable growth, currently learning how to be soft and fragile. Generally, there is good intention behind someone sharing information, mostly to protect without, but without thought, sometimes we let information flow with our emotions, and that is where things get clouded by perspective. The more information is repeated, the more it becomes a rule. The more it is shared, the more likely it will be manipulated from one to another. My dad shared so much valuable information, but also unintentionally instilled extreme gender stereotype rules. Every time he was upset with my mom, he'd go on to himself, with me looking on with adoring eyes about how a woman should behave, while also teaching me to be capable enough capable enough to take on life without a man. I'm sure he didn't expect I would take it as be perfect doing it all yourself. I enjoy the following quote, quote as a quick reference to this idea. We are a continuum. Just as we reach back to our ancestors for fundamental values, so we, as guardian of that legacy, must reach ahead to our children and their children and do so with a sense of sacredness for that reaching. By Paul Songas. It is our role in life to recognize that through the example we set, the words we preach, and the information we pass along, we show possibility. Why not have a life of joy echo in the minds of all we encounter? Every time information is shared, perspective is influenced. The sage gently nurtures understanding of what the guardian protects, but sometimes knowledge wants to be spread as fast as it can and sparks a drive 
in someone who can influence the masses. The influencer holds tremendous power, often abused by the naive ignorance because they inspire us with their captivating energy, which feeds their sense of purpose as we blow their ego up with validation. The influencer calls us to act, to see what we're turning a blind eye to. By taking on roles such as a social announcer, functional leaders, and idyllic role models. Their message is always powerful, but the audience isn't always ready to give it a positive follow through. When the convoy happened, it started with a simple message of choice and necessity for a very specific small group, but it gained influence and record numbers of people tired of government mishandling for different reasons joined and caused caused quite a scene unlike any peaceful demonstration before. The social announcer needs to be the most careful when sharing, particularly if it is a personal opinion. Words uttered with the impact of an influencer can change the balance of a moment, making the line between yin and yang wave back and forth. They impact others directly, mingling and productively interacting with them. They speak directly to the possible likeness of daily life experience and latch onto the common thread that weaves a blanket of bonded ideal. I'm not an influencer, nor am I easily influenced, but I was greatly influenced on one's social situation. In Germany, on vacation, I ran into a group of teen girls who owned the space they were in without a show, just by being there. I bonded for only a very short time, but they taught me how to read a room and own yourself as you walk through it. The functional leaders of the world are tasked with always having an answer, holding the weight of all who are called to understand, to act by the social influencers. Functional leaders take the burden of holding the rules of the guardians at the head of charities, social organizations, impactful companies, and political endeavors. Anyone can attempt to be a functional leader, but the more successful are purposely driven or innately a leader. I take the role of functional leader in Light for Changes, promotion of emotional hygiene, but I struggle with the role being more of a sage. I look around me and admire those I see with the capacity, like Pat and Sylvie who lead the Optimist Club, though I am reserved in my attempts attempts to integrate myself with them. Idyllic role models just seem to fit the mold. They're all around us, and we all have one or two we look up to, if not more. Many ideal influencers are famous, like Martha Stewart, while others live amongst you, admired for their amazing abilities. I view my mother-in-law as an idealistic role model. She is such an amazing mom and wife. I can never be as talented as her. She makes it look so easy. Well, I feel like I'm drowning. My house is a disaster and my husband doesn't see me as a wife to love, only a mom to respect. So I can't help but look at her with wonder and awe. Sherry Dew said it in one simple line. Having influence is not about elevating self, but lifting others. It is our role in life to understand 
how we are influenced, and how we influence others, whether you are making an announcement socially, taking a formal lead, or presenting yourself as an achieved ideal. People look up to you, even if you feel you are no one. We all shine when we are excited to share with the world. Scientist Peter Senge summed it up well when he said, sharing knowledge is not about giving people something or getting something from them. That is only valid for information sharing. Sharing knowledge occurs when people are genuinely interested in helping one another develop new capacities for action. It is about creating learning processes. Knowledge is the greatest thing to seed for others to explore and gain. Every seed given thousands of perspectives becomes a forest that nurtures humanity's consciousness. Honor all you learn, protect it like a guardian, speak of it wisely into the ears nurtured to understand, and influence others positively with all your awareness. The meaning of life is everyone's to discover through experience. Sharing the knowledge gained from your experience creates a web that unifies human consciousness so we grow together in transformed awareness. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Your perspectives give you a unique understanding of the world. How do you plan to share your knowledge without casting shadows on others' valid perspectives, without limiting others' chances to gain their own perspective, and with insurance that what you share contributes to positive productivity? How will you stay true to yourself while communicating what you have learned through your experiences to those you wish to protect and recognize the relevance of that information relating to different circumstances in different moments. I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone cards. This question will be the opening question for next episode. What makes you feel loved? We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your Positive Attitude Zone cards at graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G, small r-a-d, capital U, small i-t, capital T, small h-i-r-i-v-e-r-s dot com. Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural, and smile as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on a Mind Matters podcast created by A Light for Change. Have yourself a wonderful day.